We're going to talk a little bit about Jackson Job and how he has looked so far in camp. And then we are going to player preview Ryan Kreidler and Eddie's Leonard all today on Locked on Tigers. You are Locked on Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Tigers. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Thursday, February 22nd, 2024. Thank you so much for making Locked On Tigers your first listen. Every single day, we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDON for $20 off of your first purchase. Hope everyone's having a great week. Happy Thursday to all. So today we are, there's not a ton to discuss out of Tigers camp on uh, recapping Wednesday. There were some more live BPs and they did plenty of infield drills. We're at, you know, full team workouts. There's going to be workouts and, and things happening every day, but there wasn't too many conversations or noteworthy reports or anything out of camp. So uh, we're going to discuss Jackson Job a little bit, though. He didn't throw on Wednesday, but we just haven't really talked about uh, the the as the kids say the aura surrounding uh, Jackson Job so far in spring training. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, but most of the show will be player previewing Ryan Kreidler and Eddie's Leonard. Eddie's Leonard, a guy who I think a lot of people are kind of pegging as uh, maybe the dark horse or the under the radar candidate to either make the opening day roster or just debut at some point this season that not a lot of people are talking about. So that'll be a fun conversation. And then Ryan Kreidler, you know, I think is the the epitome, the defin- the definition of uh, on, the, on the bubble uh, for the opening day roster, at least. I, I'm relatively confident Kreidler will play, you know, get on at bat or play an inning of Major League Baseball at some point this season, just with injuries and the nebs and flows of, a long 162 game season, but uh, you know he 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 is. It's a it's a heck of a conversation. It's fascinating, as some people may say, including obviously yours truly, who finds every conversation in regards to the Tigers fascinating. So uh, let's start off with Jackson Job, though. Like I said, aura. He's got got some aura around him, uh, as like I said, as the kids say. But man, there. You know, when you talk about biggest reports out of camp and and biggest storylines out of camp. I think he's very quickly becoming the biggest one. And uh, I, I think more and more, you know, the further removed we get from the comment, I think that it was very strategic of AJ to say to the public and to the media and to the world, hey, Jackson Job, I already told him, will not make the major league roster. He did that on day one, right? I think that maybe was intentional. Obviously, it was intentional. He said it. Uh, but I, I think that that was uh, a strategic play by AJ Hinch. I think that that was that was something where he kind of looked and went, you know what? If this dude lights it up, I don't want to deal with a million questions about if if J- is Jackson Job going to be in in on the opening day roster? Is he going to make it to the end of camp, et cetera, et cetera? And so I think he just kind of pulled the plug on that early, knowing that there was a hype train coming, and the hype train is here. Uh, Jackson Job has looked stellar. 
Uh, Matt, there's a great story by, well, a few beat writers have talked about it. Evan Petzold wrote a great story, though, uh, just kind of highlighting a bullpen that Jackson Job threw earlier in camp and Matt Manning kind of, you know, egging him on and saying like, oh, you can throw harder than that. And then he starts pumping, you know, high 90s. And you're like, okay, that's, <laughs> that's maybe calm down a little bit, big dog. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's, that's, uh, let, let's, let's protect the moneymaker there. But, um, absolutely unbelievable man he by all reports he has looked fantastic by the little video that we do have um his, his bullpens look great very very and Carson Kelly was actually asked about it and mentioned uh again a lot of beat writers have covered these quotes but uh just kind of mentioned that his mechanics look very repeatable and there's a lot of flow kind of natural flow and it's a very repeatable thing where uh, he can he can pump cheddar and, and really not uh, use you know like all of his energy and whatnot. I think that you know the surgery he had last year certainly helped that as well. Big injury, obviously. Um, so I am so excited for him. I am really fascinated with how they utilize him in spring training games. Right? How are we? Uh, is he going to start? And if he does, like, is it just going to be like an inning or two just to have a starter, but not actually, you know, like go deep into a game? Because it's spring training. Nobody's going to go, you know, seven. Um, but like, how, is he going to be uh, more of a, a middle reliever guy? Is it just going to be, oh, when all the pinch hitters are in and, you know, it's basically a double A lineup you're going up against. That's when he'll get playing time. Is he going to go up against major leaguers? That's kind of my biggest question is I am begging AJ Hinch and the Tigers to let this dude face a major league lineup. I, I'm begging for them to let him, even if it's just one game, you know, the the day before he goes down to minor league camp, minor league spring training. Like e even if it's the very end of his stint, you know, give him give him an inning. G give me one, you know, matchup where he's going up against. Uh, major league hitters, and I am going to be through the roof. So just something to keep an eye out for. I, I'd imagine he will throw at some point again this weekend, but he's going to take a couple of days off, obviously, just having thrown earlier in the week. So uh, fascinating, absolutely fascinating. Uh, the, there's been some reports that uh, like every time he throws bullpens, like a crowd forms. Like, you know how crazy that is? He's like, what, 21? <laughs> he, he's, you know, he hasn't even played past double A yet. And when this kid kid throws pens you know like everybody wants to go and watch I a lot, lot of talent a lot of talent in in that kid and uh I I hope we get to see a little bit more of him throughout spring training only other thing I really got that we didn't mention earlier this week was that it was reported by a few people I think McCoskey was actually the first person to throw it out there of the Detroit news um was that Tarek Skubal hit a hundred in a bullpen earlier this week 100 miles an hour and I'm ready, man. I'm ready to carry the Tarek Skubal like Cy Young flag. I'm ready for it. I'm I'm I, I've got. I'll, I'll plant it wherever, right? I'll uh, I'll go down to Comerica and, and raise that flag. I am all ready. I'm I'm ready, and uh, and we'll be on the front line. So we'll do our player preview for Skubal. I think kind of assuming that he's going to be the Cy Young is a little fortuitous, but uh, we will certainly discuss you know the ceiling that he could have this year. And I think it's pretty darn high. So a uh, really exciting stuff out of camp there. Let's get into Ryan Kreidler. And then after that, we'll get into Eddie's Leonard. We will do all of that right after this.
GameTime is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. You can see the view of your seat before you buy it, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All-in prices show your total upfront, so you know exactly what you're getting. And you know exactly that you're getting a great deal before you check out. You can buy tickets in a matter of seconds with two taps. GameTime has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after the event starts. That's why they're my favorite ticketing app to use because I will randomly decide an hour before first pitch that I want to go see the Tigers today or an hour before puck drop that I want to go see the Wings, right? Um, I I do it an embarrassing amount of time, honestly. The lack of planning I have towards going to sporting events is is truly remarkable. So game time is the ticketing app for me, and I think it is the ticketing app that should be for everybody. It is the place to find last-minute seats. You can find exclusive flash deals and sponsored deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater. When I saw a comedy show a couple weeks ago and used it, like it, it is truly the best for everything, okay? Uh, the game time guarantee also means that you'll get the best price. And if you find tickets in the same section or row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. So download the game time app, create an account, and use code locked on for $20 off of your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code locked on for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Alrighty, everybody, welcome back here. Segment two of Locked On Tigers. Appreciate y'all for tuning in, making us your first listen every single day. Shout out to the everydayers that do tune in every day. We will be back tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow's episode, if some big news happens out of camp and we want to talk about it, then we'll just do that and do player previews. But because spring training games start this weekend, the plan right now is for tomorrow's episode to be the biggest storylines to watch in spring training heading into spring training games being played. So we'll see what happens. We'll see if any big news comes out of camp. Um, But that is the plan currently, if nothing huge does come out of camp. Also, be sure to check out Lockdown Sports today. You can subscribe to the YouTube channel, or it's now available for free on the free Fire TV channels app on Amazon Fire TV. Okay, we are talking about Ryan Kreidler and Eddie's Leonard. Let's start with Ryan Kreidler you know, Kreidler's uh, career so far as a professional has been pretty fascinating uh, to me. And, uh, haha, like, yes, fascinating to me as it always is. But um, his is, is pretty unique, though, for real. So he's drafted in 2019. And then, obviously, 2020, no minor league season. So that's already kind of a weird year for the 2019 draftees. Then you don't really get to go and immediately turn around and play ball in uh in 2020 then in 2021 he comes back and at 23 years old crushes the baseball uh in double a he has a 754 ops in 88 games which is you know fine but then he gets promoted to triple a and in 40 games in toledo hits over 300 with a 926 ops uh has seven home runs in 44 games and is walking a boatload so some hype really started for him after the 2021 season. Then 2022 comes along. He hits well, but there's some injury stuff, right? There's uh, between last year and the year before, right? Like there's some stuff with his hand, uh, gets hit by a pitch at one point. And again, that's kind of a, a 2023 thing as well. And uh, there's just been a lot of ups and downs and kind of injury concerns and holes in his game. And there's been a lot of trying to figure out 
exactly what this guy can be at the major league level. And so when talking about 2024, now that we're here in the year 2024, um, you know, I, I think when it comes to Kreidler in roster projection 1.0, I had him making my major league roster um, and that gives you positional versatility and he has hit well and he fits the profile. He's hit well in the minors, I should say. And he fits the profile, right? He doesn't expand the strike zone a lot. He draws a lot of walks. He has really across every level a 13.4% walk rate in AAA last season. But I mean, you can go 14.4% in AAA in 2022, uh, 14.8% walk rate in AAA in 2021. So like this guy walks a boatload. He doesn't strike out a, a ton in the, at the AAA level either. So I think that there's some optimism that he could be, right? Like just kind of a, a even if he's a below average hitter when it all evens out, right? And he has like a 700 or a 710 or 715 OPS. If he's, you know, able to put the ball in play, not strike out a boatload and walk a decent amount, then I think they'll probably live with that. This guy's never going to be a high power guy anyway. You're not going to get a lot of, the OPS through slugging percentage as is. So there's value in other ways. I think the biggest value he brings, like I said, is just inherently the fact that he's a versatile defender and he's a good defender, right? It's We talked about it with Harold Castro all the time. If you're a longtime listener of the show, there's a difference between being able to play a lot of positions and being able to play a lot of positions well. And positional versatility doesn't matter if you're a bad defender everywhere you play, right? We got to talk that about that with Keston Hira as well, right? Like, it doesn't matter if you play four different positions if you're a massive negative at them. And, and Hira has gotten better over the years. We broke him down earlier this week, so we, we won't we'll save that conversation. But Kreidler is legitimately a, legitimately a plus defender at maybe every position in the infield except first base. Uh, he has has shown a lot of signs of really good defense at second, a lot of good shortstop as he's played a majority of, and a lot of good third as well. There's also some off-the-field intangible stuff. Um, it's been reported by a few of our beat writers that there's some people that call him captain, right? Like he's a, a guy that really is kind of a, a clubhouse leader type of guy down there and has been in the minors. So um, there, there's some intangible type of stuff that goes along with that for whatever that's worth too. I know everybody kind of views those differently, but I don't know, man, for me, it's, it, I, I think he gives you right. Like he gives you a, not like he's fast or anything, but you know, he's decent base runner plus defender at a lot of different positions and offensively again, gives you walks. But I think the thing that is most interesting, we'll say, no, I don't want to say that because I say everything's interesting. One of the talking points, we'll just put it that way, about Ryan Kreidler offensively is his righty-lefty splits. Uh, just, it's, it's. I don't know if this is, bodes well for him or bodes poorly for him, uh, but this is a guy who in the minors last season uh, had an OPS of 892 against lefties and 699 against righties. That is vastly different, right? You're talking about almost just about 200 OPS point different between righties versus lefties on the bump. Obviously, he is a right-handed hitter, so that kind of makes sense that he's better against lefties, but he really, since 2021, he has not hit even remotely decently against righties at any level. 
And so I think that that's a huge, you know, if you want to have an area of concern for why he may not uh, be put on the major league roster, or may not be kind of a, a long-term option on the major league roster, even if he does provide that kind of positional versatility, utility role type of thing, it would be because he can't hit righties. Uh, and, you know, his major league numbers in general – uh, his major league career, he is has a 220 on base percentage and a 429 OPS. Now, that's in less than 100 at-bats, right? You're talking about like 100 plate appearances. So uh, I'm not saying that he's going to be that poor of a hitter for his entire major league career. Or else I, I wouldn't put him on my major league roster in roster projection 1.0 if I thought he was a 429 OPS hitter. Um, but I, I do think that there is legitimate concern about how well he can hit righties. And, and my putting him on my opening day roster because uh, I got a little bit of pushback on that, which is fine. It, it has a lot less to do with the fact that I am just a full believer in him. And this is like my most important thing, right? It has a lot less to do with me just being a, like a blind believer and being like, yes, like Ryan cried, there is the truth and he's going to hit well. Don't worry about it. And a lot more to do with just, I want to see what we have in him. At this point, right, like he, he's been around the organization for, again, drafted in 2019, been hitting decently well in the minors for a better part of three years from now, and he's 26. Uh, he, he turned he turned 26 in November, so this is his age 26 season. I, I just, I don't know how much more time we are going to wait for like a clear answer on Ryan Kreidler. I, I would rather, you know, get him out there, get him playing some games, see what he can do against major league hitting or against major league pitching rather. And if he can, and look, there's a role for guys that are a utility player that plays a lot of positions well, draws a lot of walks and hits lefties well. You're, you're going to find a job and you're going to have probably a 10 plus year major league career, right? Like there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. Um, but it definitely puts a ceiling on how effective you can be and your your ceiling probably is utility player you know one of the last spots on the bench that way so um I I just I'm really his 2021 just keeps replaying in my head and I just keep thinking you know well what if like what if he can kind of reach back into that he can be fully healthy for the first time in a couple of years it seems like right like what if we can kind of just turn back the clock and and get harness that uh, where he kind of exploded onto the scene in AAA in 2021 and, and kind of bring that back this year. So I, I think he's a really fascinating case. He's far from a lock. He, he's probably he's the least lock of locks. Again, he's just on mine. Most people don't have him on their opening day rosters. And if I do another, you know, we'll have, you know, roster projection 2.0 and 3.0, whatever. Uh, there's a real chance he's not on my next one, right? Like that's a very... Uh, 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 again, not a lock whatsoever. And I think that when it comes to, again, tomorrow's episode, where hopefully we'll be able to discuss the uh, the biggest storylines heading into spring training games, I think that Kreidler's up there and everybody that's in that mix for the last bench spot, quote unquote, is, is going to be in that conversation. Kreidler, uh, now Keston Hura, Justin Henry Malloy, obviously Akil Badu, right? It seems like there's, there's four or five guys that are all kind of fighting for one last bench spot. And Ryan Kreidler's right in that mix. I, I he, He's a huge question mark to me. Huge. And uh, I could see four at-bats from him and completely change my tune. It, it, and, and, and again, it's not really as much of the player as it is just 
I think the profile could project pretty decently, and I kind of just want to see what we have in him at this point. So that's what spring's training, what spring training is for. We'll get some answers likely over the next few weeks on Ryan Kreidler. All right, let's talk about Eddie's Leonard. We'll do that right after this. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because right now new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and so much more. Like I said yesterday, such a fun time to get in on the action. Just a really fun time of uh, part of the NBA season that post-All-Star break kind of playoff push, award race push, etc. cetera. Uh, basketball is the greatest reality TV show on earth, baby, and the NBA is certainly that. So uh, visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and shoot your shot. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. All right, everybody, welcome back here. Third and final segment of Locked On Tigers. Appreciate y'all for tuning in, making us your first listen every day. Talking about Eddie's Leonard. Like I said, I, I think there's some people out there that the you know general consensus is dark horse candidate to get a lot more playing time than people realize at the Major League roster this year. We'll kind of see how it plays out. Um, I'm really excited about what he can bring. This is a guy that was acquired for cash. Uh, from the Dodgers uh, at the trade deadline from the Detroit Tigers this past year. And I think that he raked, <laughs> right? In terms of uh, in terms of deals that did or didn't get done with the Dodgers, obviously the Erod trade falls through um, and, and we do end up with Eddie's Leonard again for, for next to nothing out of our pockets. So, Interesting dynamic here, uh, getting traded to the Tigers at the deadline, 302 average, 905 OPS in 40 games of AAA this past year. That is absolutely phenomenal. Had eight home runs and 31 RBIs in 40 games. Anytime you're close to an RBI a game, that's pretty darn good baseball, baby. Uh, walked at a decent clip, struck out, strikeout numbers, pretty fine rate there. Um, but so, yeah, you know, the biggest thing with Eddie's letter that came out of last year was two things. And, and that's what we'll we'll talk about mostly here when talking about what he could do in 2024. One is exit velocity. He hit the heck out of the baseball. And, and I don't just mean like, oh, we just talked about his numbers. Clearly, duh. No, like he was hitting missiles, right? Every single hit he had. It felt like it was a hard line drive somewhere. His hard hit rate was through the roof. Um, that information, unfortunately, is not public yet. There's some talks that baseball savant might be making that kind of those kind of metrics available to minor leaguers soon. Um, but uh, there is it is tracked, just not necessarily publicly. And uh, so I, I I don't have like the numbers to show y'all and be like, look, this is exactly what it is. But the people that do have those stats and, and are important enough to have those numbers have reported a lot and talked about how uh, he has, you know, better hard hit rate and, and average exit velocity numbers than uh, some of our top prospects, right? Justin Henry Malloy, Colt Keith, um, Justice Bigby, et cetera. So um, really, really, really exciting and intriguing year. Just really, really intriguing 
because of how hard he was hitting the baseball for his entire 40-game stretch as a Toledo Mudhen. The other one is positional versatility. And he's not exactly known for being this huge plus defender, um, but he played a lot of shortstop. And then when he came to Detroit, that kind of, like he played almost majority or almost entirely shortstop in 2022 for the Dodgers. Then he gets to, I said Detroit, obviously I mean Toledo, played some second base, played obviously a lot of shortstop, played some third base, played some left field, played some center field. He actually played a more center field than any other position besides shortstop for Toledo this past year. Look, I haven't seen the dude play against major league hitting. I want to see, I'm very excited to see him in spring training. There's a real chance that this dude just got hot for a month at the end of the year and he kind of fizzles out and there's a reason the Dodgers gave him up for next to nothing and he he never is a long-term piece of this team. That's a very, very real possibility. But I think there was enough in a small sample size last year between the hard hit rate, just the pure numbers, and the fact that he was playing all over the field where it's kind of in the back of your head of like, uh, could this dude be a, a guy that could be a, a legitimate, you know, solid threat at the plate and play four, five, six, seven different positions, right? I think that there's something to be said for that, obviously, on the 40-man roster. I'm very excited about Eddie's Leonard's spring. I am super, super intrigued by him. I'm fascinated by his year last year, just with all the commotion of the trade deadline and whatnot. And, and you know, when you first get him, you're like, okay, who even is this guy? Like, we wanted Erod to be traded to the Dodgers, and now we're just getting Eddie's Leonard. And very quickly, he was like, hey, you know, let's not just – you know, they, they tried to write me off. I ain't right back though. Right. Geno Smith, like, don't let's not just act like this is nothing. Let's not just act like this was a, a throwaway trade for nothing. The Tigers may have gotten something out of this. So they also may not have, we will see as they play the games for a reason. So uh, I'm really, really excited for him. If he can be a guy, I would love to see him play more center field this year in Toledo. I think that's kind of my biggest thing. As far as expectations for both of these guys, we talked about Kreidler a little bit, kind of already put the nail in that coffin. Um, keep drawing walks, keep hitting lefties, keep playing plus defense everywhere, and you will find your way on a major league roster for at least a, a decent amount of time. You'll have a nice career. I think the ceiling really comes down to how well he hits righties. And I guess just in general, prove that he can hit major league pitching. Right? I mean, we for as much as we've talked about how much he crushed lefties in the minors, he hasn't crushed much of anything at the major league level in a limited time. So um, I think that that's going to be the, the biggest thing for him. And uh, uh, best case scenario, he's a solid utility guy on your bench all year. Worst case scenario, he's in Toledo for another season. And next year he's 27 and you're having conversations about like, all right, um, I, I think it's, you know, is he going to get removed from the 40-man roster kind of thing? Eddie's Leonard, I think the conversation is – the expectations to be should be for him to start in Toledo, and that's what I'm fully expecting to happen. Not trying to hype up anything or make anybody believe something that's not going to happen, right? I, I fully expect him to be in Toledo. But if he has a really good spring, I think that that seat gets a little warmer and that conversation gets a little bit more serious about, you know what, what can he provide this major league roster? And I'm really, really, really hoping they give him more of a look, even if it's not center field, 
just in the outfield as well. I know we have a billion corner outfielders, but if he if you're confident in him to play second and third and right and left, if you're hitting the ball hard and you can do those four positions on defense, there's a spot for you on a major league roster too, right? So we will see. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day. Shout out to the everydayers that do tune in every day. We will be back tomorrow. Uh, the assumption, again, unless some big news comes out of camp, is for us to talk about biggest storylines to watch for spring training games as they start up this weekend. We're almost back, baby. Peace and love. Going to Derby's Dope. I'll catch you all then. Go Tigers.